Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Dynamic Dialogue Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Danny Matranga. And in today's episode, episode 238, we are going to be discussing seven programming mistakes to leave behind you before we enter into the year 2023. It's November 14th at the time of recording this, so we're about halfway through the penultimate or second to last month of the year. It's crazy to think about it, but we are really approaching the end of 2022. My dad used to tell me growing up that each year goes a little bit faster, and I'm finding that to be increasingly true with each passing year of adulthood. And with each new year comes new goals, new opportunities, and new things I want to accomplish. And I always set new training goals as I head into the new year. And I've got training goals for this year. So some of the things I'm sharing are things I'm looking to leave behind myself, things I'm working on with my clients that I work with at the studio, things we are working on as a brand with the clients we work with at Core Coaching Method, and making sure that our programming is always fine-tuned, optimized, and that we are setting sides on the best gains and the best goals that we can possibly accomplish. Uh, With that, I would like to give you guys, my pod fam, access to our special Black Friday sale for our app-based coaching groups over on Train Heroic. You can go to trainheroic.com, search Core Coaching Method. You can click the link in the bio here. You can go to the Core Coaching Method website and click into the training and programming app options to access these app-based programs. These are awesome, progressive week-to-week programs with a built-in chat feature so you can chat with me, ask questions, upload form reviews, engage with your community, and we have two unique tracks. We have Elite Physique, which is a women's focused group training program specifically designed to help you gain strength and build muscle. In the month of November and December, we are really focusing on muscle growth so we can tackle some really exciting advanced hypertrophy concepts, muscle growth concepts in the new year. Now's a great time to join. And Home Heroes is designed for those of you who are more novice intermediate and train from home or want to just go to the gym and train with body weight and dumbbells so as to build a solid foundation. That's a program you need almost no equipment for. And we are running a Black Friday sale. So your first week is always free to try it out if you want a trial. But if you are ready to commit and get a solid year of training under your belt, you can use the promo code EP Black Friday on our Elite Physique programming and HH Black Friday on our Home Heroes programming for reduced price for the whole year. You're looking at 30% off a year's worth of training. That value is absolutely insane and we'd love to see you in there. So taking a look at seven programming mistakes I'd like you to leave behind in the new year. We've got to start off with this one. This is when I was talking to my good friend Jordan Lips about last week. You probably, at the time of hearing this podcast, you can go back and listen to that podcast. That one should have dropped first. Um, but we were talking about something that is oftentimes referred to as volume landmarks. And, and what volume landmarks are, are essentially the targets you're aiming for to optimize your body's response in the gym. And too often times I see clients or not clients, I should say, I see trainees coming to us to oftentimes become clients who have no idea about the volume landmarks. And so there are two distinct volume landmarks I think you need to know if you want to gain muscle, develop muscle, uh, enhance the quality of your training without running the risk of overtraining. And, and if you don't know these, 
Um, you're probably leaving gains on the table or you're doing too much and you're shooting into that overkill range. And so the biggest volume landmark is the set range that is probably going to be optimal for building muscle. And that is 10 to 20 sets. You'll want to be around 10 sets if you're new, and this is on a per muscle group basis. You want to be around 10 sets if you're new to intermediate and want to optimize growth. And you can inch all the way up to 20 sets if you are more intermediate advanced. Now, this is per week, so think about it as 10 to 20 sets per muscle group per week. 10 if you're a novice intermediate, 20 if you're intermediate advanced or you're really looking to specialize. Maybe that means like I really want to grow my arms, so I do 20 sets there. I don't really want to grow my butt, so I only do 10 sets there. 10 sets should be more than adequate for maintenance, assuming it's hard sets. You can probably get away with less. And 20 sets should be more than sufficient for optimizing growth, assuming these sets are hard. You could go more, but that's where you run the risk of not recovering properly. And I wouldn't recommend doing 20 sets a week for every muscle group if your sets are hard. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you need to know your volume landmarks, you need to look at your programming, and you need to make sure that you are there accordingly. For our more advanced clients, I've seen clients be able to tolerate well north of 20 sets per week per muscle group. No problem. But again, that's for more advanced clients. If you're somebody who really wants to grow and you're not growing and you're only doing 10 sets a week for that muscle group, boom, there you go. If you're somebody who's showing signs of overtraining and you aren't seeing adequate strength or tissue gains in a certain muscle group and you know that you're doing 45 sets of low quality volume per week, boom, there you go. I like my clients to be between 10 to 20. Again, you can flirt with higher training thresholds, uh, but that's the beauty of like things like isolation work and compound movement. So isolation work, we can really apply specific set volumes towards specific tissues. And with those compound movements, it gets dispersed across multiple tissues. But you got to know your volume landmarks and you need to know what it is to have a hard set. So the number one mistake I don't want you to make going into the new year is not knowing where your volume landmarks should be. So you want to be between 10 to 20 if muscle growth is what matters to you. You can be between maybe 6 and 10 if you're maintaining. You want to go up to 20, push towards 20 on the muscle groups you most want to develop, and you want to spread these out across the week into at least two training opportunities. That is so important. At least two training opportunities. I believe that it is imperative that natural lifters stimulate tissue at least two times a week to optimize growth. Some people will do better training one times a week, and you will find this out over the years, over the months, however long it takes you to get a introspective, self-aware look at how your body's responding, you're taking inventory, you're paying attention. But you're not going to see tons and tons and tons of growth uh, doing six to 10 sets a week. And you're not going to see any additional growth doing like 50 sets a week as compared to something like 2025. So know your volume landmarks, know that range, and make sure that you're auditing your training fairly regularly to make sure that you're at least hitting what you need to to make gains. Okay, number two. This is huge. And I see this a lot with women, uh, particularly more uh, recently with the popularization of hypertrophy-specific training, moderate to high-volume training, uh, pump-specific work, band work, body weight work. All of these things are wonderful. And and as, as I, I could say the same about the volume landmarks, there's nothing wrong with not doing 10 to 20 sets a week. It's just probably not going to position you to get the best response possible. You could say the same about this. It's, it's you know, there's nothing wrong with not doing this kind of work. Um, but it's not going to position you for, in my opinion, the best gains possible. 
This is strength work. I want you to specifically set aside blocks to do strength work. Strength work is so, so important. And this is generally work done between one and six repetitions. I don't think you ever need to really max out unless you're planning on competing in powerlifting, although it can be fun. Um, so I'd say the, the most reasonable range with the optimal, what we would call stimulus to fatigue ratio, which is, am I getting the stimulus and what trade-off do I have in fatigue? And the probably best risk reward profile is probably three to six reps. You see this a lot in our app-based programming. We'll do like descending rep schemes, like seven, seven, five, three, or 10, eight, six, four, where six and four start to become more strength-oriented sets where we're challenging the central nervous system. And one thing that I think has become really popular, especially with swipe and TikTok workouts, swipe workouts on Instagram, TikTok workouts, is just the kind of blanket, three sets of 15, four sets of 12, like shoulder day, four sets of 12 lateral raises, four sets of 10 front raises, four sets of 10 rear delt raises, four sets of 10 shoulder press, as if you know, 10 to 12 reps are the only repetition ranges that anybody should ever train in. And while I certainly believe there is tremendous value to training across a multitude of rep ranges, and and while I also believe if your goal is maximizing muscle group growth, you never truly need to train for maximum strength. I've seen people leave way too much on the table. A few good things start to happen when you train heavier. One is you learn how strong you are. That's huge. Two is you get a way better idea of kind of where your upper echelon tolerance is, where failure is, right? Like you will be close to failure a lot faster on a three rep set than you will a 12 rep set. It might take the first six reps to even start to see things get challenging. With a three rep set, it's going to be hard from rep number one. And if it's not, you don't have enough weight on the bar, on the machine, on the, the apparatus, etc. And so occasionally having a block of strength training can be quite valuable. In our app-based programming, we've got strength training blocks happening in November and December so as to position our lifters in the new year to have a expanded capacity to push more weight for higher volumes, to have better central nervous system output, muscle uh, motor unit recruitment in their big lifts, to be able to kind of take a break from some of the higher volume work that we did earlier in the fall. Because again, when you're training really heavy, you don't need to have as much volume overall. There's quite a stimulative effect from heavy loading. And if you're training through a full range of motion and you're training somewhat close to failure, you obviously don't want to fail with very heavy weights. You will gain muscle or be in a position to at least maintain muscle with strength work. But I see too many lifters uh, and I see this a lot with women, always going to the gym, always lifting the same weights for the same number of reps, getting a good pump, but their physique never changes. And I've heard this before from a variety of really high quality coaches uh, in some way, shape or form, communicating and massaging the message that if you never see any more weight on the bar as a natural lifter, you probably can't expect too many more muscle gains. And I cannot begin to tell you how true that is. If you start getting more weight on the bar, on the machine, on the apparatus over time, you will do better. And you might be able to do it for three reps and then the next week for four reps and then the next week for five reps. And then you turn away from it. But then the next time you have eight to 10 reps, let me, um, let me give you a good example. So let's say you never do barbell squats and you take a block and you get really strong on the barbell squat. You go from being able to squat 135 for five to 185 for the Five. Um, I was going to say 185 for three, but I don't think it's unreasonable to gain, add 50 pounds to your squat in a strength block if you don't squat much. Well, then you go to your next hypertrophy block and you got leg presses and you got leg extensions and you got walking lunges and you're able to add 20 to 25% more weight on those top sets. 
And maybe you do those for 10 to 12 reps, but with 10, 15, 20, 25% more weight. Is that going to benefit you when it comes to building muscle? You better believe it. Are you going to challenge the hell out of your tissue through the you know expanded range of motion that's consistent with that 10 to 12 rep work and a lot of those popular hypertrophy movements? You betcha. So make sure you do your strength work, especially on your compounds, because the carryover this has to other lifts, you just do not want to miss this. Trust me when I say that you do not want to miss out on this. It is too low hanging of fruit and it can be as simple as doing your traditional workout with your traditional hypertrophy focus, but adding maybe one to two repetition or one to two sets of deliberate strength work and then going into like one to two sets of hypertrophy specific work, you know, followed by some lower volume or higher volume accessory work, right? Like this does not mean like you all of a sudden have to become a power lifter. This is not, that's not what I'm saying. And so at this point, I think I've beaten a dead horse and you guys get where I'm coming from on this. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into tip number Three. What's going on, guys? Taking a break from this episode to tell you a little bit about my coaching company, Core Coaching Method. More specifically, our app-based training. We partnered with Train Heroic to bring app-based training to you using the best technology and best user interface possible. You can join either my Home Heroes team, or you can train from home with bands and dumbbells, or Elite Physique, which is a female bodybuilding-focused program where you can train at the gym with equipments designed specifically to help you develop strength as well as the glutes, hamstrings, quads, and back. I have more teams coming planned for a variety of different fitness levels. But what's cool about this is when you join these programs, you get programming that's updated every single week. The sets to do, the reps to do, exercise tutorials filmed by me with me and my team. So you'll get my exact coaching expertise as to how to perform the movement, whether you're training at home or you're training in the gym. And again, these teams are somewhat specific. So you'll find other members of those communities looking to pursue similar goals at similar fitness levels. You can chat, ask questions, upload form for form review, ask for substitutions. It's a really cool training community and you can try it completely free for seven days. Just click the link in the podcast description below. Can't wait to see you in the Core Coaching Collective, my app-based training community. Back to the show. Taking a little break from the action here to tell you about our amazing partner, Seed. Seed makes the best probiotic supplement on the market, bar none. I'm very confident with that because I think that the probiotic space and the gut health space in general is filled with people who have no idea what they're talking about or who are looking to make a buck. This isn't to say your gut health isn't important. In fact, it's probably one of the most important and most intriguing developments we have seen in modern medicine and modern physiology. Our relationship with our guts is critical. It's crucial. And taking care of that by eating a lot of different plants, a lot of different fruits and vegetables, getting a diverse array of fiber and resistant starches can go a long way, but so can supplementing with a high quality probiotic. Seed makes the best probiotic on the market with 53.6 billion active fluorescent units. These are organisms that are going to be alive and helping transfer a variety of different benefits to the human host. All these things are actually proven to work in humans. These strains work in humans, not rodents. Seed is not uh, cheaping out here by providing you with any random strain. They're providing you with strains that help with digestive health, 
gut immunity, gut barrier integrity, dermatological health, cardiovascular health, micronutrient synthesis, as well as many other things. They're vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, nut-free, shellfish-free, so very friendly for those of you who may have a variety of different allergies and who are looking for a supplement you can take that can enhance a variety of different things. I have a very, very... uh, good track record over many, many years of having to deal with things like eczema and having to deal with things like psoriasis on occasion, especially when the weather changes. And I swear to you, since I started taking seed, I have noticed substantially less of that. And there's four strains included in seed shown to help with things like atopic dermatitis. So there you go. Not to mention the plethora of strains for the health of your gut. If you're looking to take your gut health to the next level, you can go to seed.com. Subscribe for their daily symbiotic. You can take one or two a day. You can share it with a partner. Sometimes you can do that. Um, But it goes a long way. It's the best probiotic supplement on the market. I absolutely love it. And you can use the code DANNY15 to save. Back to the show. Hey, guys. Taking a break from the show to tell you about our amazing sports nutrition partner, Legion. Legion makes the best evidence-based formulas for sports performance, sports nutrition, recovery, and fat loss. I don't recommend many supplements. In fact, I think you can get the majority of the nutrition you need from a whole foods diet. But let's be honest, many of us are either on the go and need assistance, or quite frankly, we're not going to settle for average and we want to get the absolute most we can out of our training. So Legion is the company I go to for all of my supplement staples, whether it's creatine, which I get from their product Recharge, my protein that I get from either Whey Plus or Plant Plus, two of the best tasting proteins on the market. They come in a variety of flavors and they don't have a ton of fillers and gum. Just whey made from grass-fed cows from Ireland in a plant protein blend with a fully comprehensive dose of amino acids. I like to take a pre-workout. Sometimes I like it with caffeine. Sometimes I like to enjoy coffee in the morning and have my pre-workout later without caffeine. Legion makes both. Both the pre-workout with caffeine and without come with a full dosage of clinically effective ingredients like beta-alanine, betaine anhydrous, and L-citrulline to help you perform your best. They also make a phenomenal greens powder loaded with one of my favorite things, reishi mushroom, and a men's and women's multivitamin that contain a few different things that men and women might need for their unique physiology. So when you think of your vitamins, your fish oil, your pre-workout, your protein, all of the things that many of you take every single day, I'd encourage you to check out Legion. They have an amazing line, wonderful products, wonderful flavors, naturally sweetened, no dyes and colors. You can't go wrong. You can shop using the show notes below or by going to legionathletics.com and checking out using the promo code Danny. That will save you 20% and it will actually help you get two times points towards future orders, which you can use the same as cash. Pretty cool, guys. So head over to legionathletics.com and check out using the promo code Danny to save on all your sports supplement needs. Back to the show. So tip number three is not taking or respecting your rest periods. This is so huge. And I get this from clients all the time, especially when they're new. And it usually comes from female clients. And they go, a three-minute rest period, do I have to take the whole rest period? A two-minute rest period, do I have to take the whole rest period? And the short answer to the question is no. You technically do not have to take the whole rest period. But I think it's important to rationalize why rest periods matter. And the first reason is physiological. It literally allows time for your body to create enough ATP, the energy currency, 
that your body uses to contract tissue so that the next set, the subsequent set, can be of the highest quality. Do you want to be limited by fatigue and a lack of ATP, limited by your physiology and your psychology, or do you want to be limited skeletally by what your muscles can lift, right? Like mechanically, I couldn't do another rep or, oh man, I just didn't recover for shit. I took 30 seconds and I left seven reps on the table. I still did the set though. Well, you know, over the course of a training career, how's that going to add up? You know, I'd rather have all of my sets be of the highest quality, right? Your rest periods are there for your brain and central nervous system and ATP to regenerate. Each set that you do needs to be stimulative. It, it doesn't, it's not a box to simply check if you want to optimize your results. It's not. I understand that many of us just want to get in there and get after it. I'm like that sometimes and I don't always take adequate rest periods. But if you can set a timer on your phone for two minutes and guarantee that you are going to get adequate rest, sometimes it's got to be three to five, but for most people, it's like 90 seconds to two minutes. You know, if you're lifting super heavy, you are probably going to be wise. Uh, you, you would be wise to take more time. Sometimes you can take up to three minutes. That being said, you don't need to take three minutes on every set. Sometimes it's two. It's almost never one. Not if the set's hard. So use your phone. Set a timer. Okay, look at the timer on the wall. Look at the clock on the wall. Look at the Apple Watch. You probably have the Fitbit, whatever. And stick to your rest periods. Do not rush through your workout like it's just another thing in your day that you have to get done. I understand sometimes we do have to rush, but many of you fall victim to rushing through your training, which takes me to point number four. The, the, the fourth thing I'd like you to leave behind this year is rushing through your sessions. This happens a lot. People show up to the gym. They want to check a box. They want to check all their sets. They want to get through it as fast as possible. And if you need to get through it as fast as possible because you're busy, you got a lot of things to do in a given day, that is totally respectable. But if you're rushing through it because you're anxious, because you got to get to your next thing, because you're overly caffeinated, I can't tell you how much I see what I call the pre-workout rush, which is people slamming back so much caffeine pre-workout, they become an anxious, antsy mess. And they're just spazzing and rushing through their workout because they need to get on to the next thing because they're so overly caffeinated or anxious. Remember, your training session is a time to unplug it's a time to connect with yourself at a physical level. It's a time to challenge yourself. And it's a time that if you remain focused and intentional, will likely contribute to substantially better results than rushing through it. Okay? I think you can get an effective workout in in like 30 minutes. No problem. Sometimes 20, depending on if you know what you're doing. And that's when you probably need to adjust those rest periods. But for most of you, you've got like a 45 to 90 minute window to train. There's no need to rush that. We already talked about that 8 to 20 set volume landmark. 10 to 20 set volume landmark. You can get 20 hard sets in with a two minute rest in between each set in 60 minutes. You know, like, okay, a set takes what, one minute? Then you rest for two minutes. You do that 30 times, that's 30 sets. Or I'm sorry, you do that 20 times, three minutes, three times 20 is 60. That's 20 stimulating sets inside of an hour, assuming you don't have a ton of setup. I'm sure that you probably got exercises with setup time, but that was more of an exemplary explanation than it was, you know, a cut and dry rule of thumb. But don't rush through your training, guys. 
I, I see this a lot, which is this, this desire to get it done, to rush, to rush, to rush. I want to finish. I want to get my session done. I want to go on my, with my day. You're going to probably regret that when you don't have the physique you want or the performance you want. And it's the same with your nutrition. If you're rushing through your, your nutrition, I don't have time to track or I don't have time to eat healthy. Make the time, find the time, be slow, take a chill pill, relax. Don't rush if you don't have to. This isn't me saying you need to make time for it. I understand many people have busy lives, but don't rush if you don't have to. Okay, number five, this is a big one. And this is not prioritizing your exercise setup. And so when I say setup, talking mostly about machines and how you set up for your free weights. So meaning on an incline press, are you taking the time to make sure that you're not at a 75 or 90 degree angle where you're going to hit more shoulders than upper chest, upper or clavicular head of the pec? Can you bring it down to the right range? On a Smith machine hip thrust, are you set up on too high of a box? On a Bulgarian split squat, is the foot placement too high? On a barbell squat, uh, are the pins too low? Are the pins too high? On a cable fly, do you have enough uh, abduction occurring at the shoulder to get a good stretch? Did you set the cable arms up properly? This stuff is actually huge. And it takes almost no time because you're probably going to set the machine up. You're going to set the hip thrust up. You're going to set the dumbbells up, right? You're going to set the bench up, the cables up regardless. It's just a question of, are you setting them up in a position that's going to make the exercise as efficient and as effective and most importantly, as safe as possible? And I find that more often than not, the answer is, I'm not sure. And I think it should be yes, not I'm not sure. And the best way to make sure is to be patient, to take your time, to take an extra 10 to 15 seconds to set things up perfectly, to make sure that your starting position for each lift is perfect, to make sure that at the top of the rep, you're where you're supposed to be. Don't just get through it. Take the extra one second at the top of each rep to make sure you're set up and in position. In between each set, take the time to recover and rest. Okay, before you start the next exercise, make sure the cable arms are where they're supposed to be. Small stuff, guys, really small stuff. But being lazy and, and, you know, haphazardly approaching this stuff, you're going to leave some results on the table. And if you can cut that and leave that out and head into a new year and not do that anymore, I think you'll have a very productive year on training. Number six is exercise execution. Stop neglecting your exercise execution. Let's say that your goal is to do 12 reps. And at no point during that 12 rep set, do you focus on anything other than counting the reps, but you do 12 and you do that through your whole workout. That could be very effective, but I would rather you get to nine or 10 because at each rep, you're focusing on maximizing technique, execution, intent, output, tempo, et cetera. We'll talk about tempo in a second. That's point number seven. Spoiler. Um, you know, you want to make sure that your form and technique are good for safety. You want to make sure that your form and technique are good for results. But it's also good to focus on your form and technique for the mental aspect of really tapping in and remaining focused on what it is that you're doing in the gym. And I think a lot of people go in and they just do the reps, they do the sets, they check the boxes, and that's so, so valuable for general fitness. But a lot of you have more, uh, let's call it ambitious goals with regards to what you'd like to accomplish with your physique. And every set matters. And therefore, every rep matters because all your sets are comprised of reps. And I want you to, in the new year, approach each rep like it matters a little bit more. Think about each rep as being an irredeemable, can't get it back. You're going to do it. You're going to do it, 
right? It's going to have the toll it takes on your body. It's going to have the toll it takes on your joints. It's going to have the toll it takes on your capabilities to recover. So why not make them great? Take 2023 to make your setup great and your execution of each rep great. And then lastly, number seven, pay attention to the tempo. Now, there's a million different little rabbit holes we could fall through on tempo, but I decided to keep it really simple. On most of the sets that you do, control the eccentric, which is when the muscle is lengthening. Don't just drop it. Actually allow your muscle to stretch while resisting the weight and then contract it with some power and intentionality. So this could be described as contract fast, relax slow. This could be described as lengthen under tension slowly, contract explosively. That's a very simple way that you can do the majority of your work. Here's what most people do. They contract explosively and fast, and they relax explosively and fast. There's almost no eccentric control. I'm guilty of this at times. So what I want you to do in the new year is remember, there is a concentric contraction, an eccentric contraction, and there's points where you might pause at the top or at the bottom of a lift. I might recommend for most of your sets, and this is what we do with clients because I don't like to over complexify, if that's even a word, tempo. Two seconds down, pause. Two, one to two seconds up, pause. Two seconds down, pause. One to two seconds up, pause. On the way up, when you start to lose the ability to get up in one to two seconds, you know, and it's like one, two, three, oh man, my concentric velocity is dropping. That's when you're in the money zone. When the concentric velocity comes down and you can't contract as quickly, that's how you know you're getting fatigued. So there you have it, guys. Seven training mistakes to leave behind you in the new year. Number one, stop missing volume landmarks. Make sure you're auditing your training so you know where you are. If you have a coach, if you have a training app, if you have a program, all of these are available on the Core Coaching Method website. You shouldn't be making that mistake. Number two, not programming strength work on a regular basis. Number three, not taking and tracking your rest periods. Number four, rushing through your training. Number five, not focusing on exercise setup. Number six, not emphasizing rep-to-rep execution. And number seven, being willy-nilly with your tempo. Get this stuff under control. It'll take your training to the next level, keep you safer, and make it more productive. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in and giving me your time in a world where there's so many podcasts to listen to. I'm stoked to have each and every one of you here. If you have not yet hit that subscribe button or follow button, please do. And if you have the time to leave me a five-star rating and review on the iTunes store or the Spotify playlist, I should say on Apple Podcasts, it's not the iTunes store anymore. That makes a really big difference. And I'd appreciate it a ton if you shared this with somebody who's in your training circle that you think could benefit. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll catch you on the next one.